Welcome, everybody, to one of the first streamed sessions of Magic Missile Podcast. For those of us just joining for their first time, um, this is one of the two campaigns that we run. This is the Battle for Ursalonia. It takes place in the homebrewed setting of Ursalonia, uh, which is actually being put together as a setting guide that you will be able to use for your own campaign soon. I thought we could start by uh, going around the stream and introducing ourselves and our characters, what your class is, level, and a thing about your character, just so that people have some sort of way to attach voices to characters. Uh, and then we'll go ahead and get started with the recap. So we will start with Tom then. I'm Tom. I play Bar, the half-elf illusionist. Um... Mike, <laughs> I thought we were doing more than that. Uh, <laughs> I play. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm nervous now. I don't know why. I don't even know why. How often do we do this? <laughs> no, I play uh, uh, the halfling bard Jean. Um, Jean uh, kind of plays the uh, the support uh, daddy of the group. Um, I'm also a little obnoxious and uh, just have a good time with the character. So. All right, uh, Steve. I'm Steve. I play Load. Load is a level nine half orc barbarian. He's kind of an idiot. Kind of is probably a generous term. He's a big idiot, but he's lovable and he's tough. And uh, Matt. Yep. I'm Matt. I play Tobar the Great. He is a gnome ranger. And is really looking forward to seeing one of these infamous load sandcastles. <laughs> All right. And uh, I'm Tyler. I'm the, the DM for the Battle of Ursulonia campaign. Um, we'll go ahead and get started with a quick recap uh, to get everybody up to speed. And then we'll jump right into things. Uh, so the Chainbreakers, the party you see before you, uh, having defeated Eldrag, a adult white dragon, uh, have headed to Orr's Rest on the next stop of their adventure. Their giant friend, Rylus, had opened a portal in the town of Brashev, letting the party quickly travel to Orr's Rest. Upon arrival, however, the party realized that Davin, a rogue that they had been traveling with, and a fellow party member, Rifir, a monk, were nowhere to be found. The remaining chainbreakers found themselves in a rotting potato farm. The sky above them was unnaturally dark, and the sound of buzzing started to fill the air. As the group moved closer to the farmhouse and barn, the buzzing grew louder and then stopped, and then grew louder again and stopped. The party continued to approach and saw the silhouette of a man frozen in the window of the second floor of the farmhouse and decided to take shelter inside. Once inside, the buzzing continued to get louder until it stopped altogether right outside the door. When everyone went to investigate, Lode found himself face-to-face -face with a phase sturge, a bat-like mosquito that teleported between planes latching onto party members. After killing several sturges and the void hounds that followed, the farm fell silent again, and the party then heard a noise upstairs. Uh, it seems after all of the monstrosities were cleared from around the area, the farm returned back to a normal state, and the farmer upstairs, who was frozen in place, began to move again as if nothing had happened. He introduced himself as Droman, the owner of the farm, 
and spoke of being trapped in a gray world with a lone dead tree in the center of it. Droman spoke of the city of Orsras being worse off than his farm and offered his farm as a shelter for any survivors that the party finds in the city. The party headed off into Orsrest, searching for their lost friend and attempting to liberate an imprisoned city. So where we last left off, uh, Smokey, in his owl form, uh, was flying into downtown Orr's Rest. He had just broken the the kind of plane that separated the farm from the, the city, where it went from a clear blue sky to the unnatural darkness that you were just in just moments before. Um, Smokey hears uh, the screaming and and writhing of the citizens of the city down below uh, but also sees some of the familiar creatures that you saw back in darden uh when you fought off the um, monstrosities in in that city smoky sees several uh creatures with long spear-like arms dragging them on the ground behind him sees several monsters with uh, large spikes uh, coming off of the, their back, uh, almost in a spider-like formation, uh, and sees numbers of these void hounds roaming the streets. Um, and you all are heading off in that direction. What do you guys do? We turn around. Yeah, pass. Uh, when, when we say like he sees like a large number of void hounds and some of these animals uh, or animals, uh, monsters, what, um, like, is it, is it something that we can combat? Like, do we know that? So based off of what Smokey sees and Tobar, feel free to, to share as much of this with the party as you would like. Oh, I'm Um, completely open to sharing. Okay. So. Uh, what Smokey sees is as Smokey goes street by street, uh, there's pockets of these these monsters. Uh, you might see um, two or three void hounds and several of these phase surges just blinking in and out of uh, the material plane. Uh, you might see or Smokey sees a, a few of these um, long spear armed monsters. Um, grouped in about two or three at a time. Um, so it's pockets of manageable uh, monstrosities, but there are quite a few of these pockets. That's convenient. Very. You know, something tells me that we should formulate a plan. <laughs> we should kill pocket the pocket, maybe? Yeah. But maybe we should start with the hardest pocket so that we don't get too tired before the last pocket. Or we start with the easiest and we do our stretching. You know, is our game plan here to try and kill everything? I thought we had. I think yeah, that's last time the only we way to remove it. the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cleared up the sky after we cleared the last one. Yeah. It's like we the could... only way to cleanse it. I mean, there could be a, a source. Could be, but we still have to get to the source. Yeah. 
Fair. I think I think killing a couple pockets and maybe trying to like find a direction to like a safe house that we can kind of use as a base of operations, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything, uh, Tovar? Was there anything that uh, that Smokey saw that looked like it could be defensible? Well, let me tell you, Tyler. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check for Smokey. Guys, I don't. I really have any pockets. Yeah, you do. You absolutely have pockets. You're filled with pockets. Just the, just the two of them. <laughs> Not gonna. I'm looking at that. Pockets all over that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen so many pockets in my life. No perception. There are no visible pockets there. You have pants. We didn't put pockets uh, in those pants. Nine plus three, eleven. Impossible to 11. say. Um. Yeah, uh, um, because it does the math for you. Uh, Yeah, so a 12. Um, The darkness makes it very hard for for Smokey to see. Um, Even as as people who have various amounts of uh, dark vision uh, amongst a lot of you, um, you know from being in this darkness that that doesn't help much. Uh, the darkness is hard to see through. What Smokey is able to make out, though, just uh, kind of off to the the um, the right side of of where you're going in, so kind of south of of where your your uh, your current location is. Um, Smokey is able to see a bit of a domed structure. Um, looks fairly ornate, and it stands out a little bit from the surrounding area. Uh, looks to be in, in nicer condition. Cool. To the dome. All right. Uh, so you guys make your way into the, the darkness to start going through the streets. Sure. Yeah. We're trying to be sneaky. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and. Uh, uh, before rolls. we do that, I'm going to be casting. If we're going to be doing sneaky, I'll do cast without um, or pass without trace. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and everybody roll a um, self check for me and add ten. I'm also going to use invisibility on myself. Twenty seven. Okay. I'm also going to use invisibility on load. Uh, Guys, how do I view my myself in the uh, PCT again? Yeah, no, that's what took me a second to. Um, so up at the very top uh, right, there's going to be one that says actor directory. It's one of the little tabs. You're going to click it, go to player characters, and then you can click on load. If if load is invisible, does he have to make a stealth check? Uh, he can make it with an advantage. Oh, no, that doesn't. He is still making noise and everything. He just can't be seen. Yeah. He can still be found. It's just not. All right, then, then I won't do that. I thought maybe I could forego the stealth check altogether. Well, I mean, advantage. Advantage. Plus advantage. 10. I mean, is he really going to roll two nat ones or something? I mean, but I'm also using a spell it, slot. It is C. Like before. Yeah. I'm like, advantage doesn't help this fool. Like, we've seen it, guys. <laughs> I rolled a uh, 11 plus 10, 21. Okay. So we got 21, 33 for Voir. Yep. And 27 for Tobar. Just waiting on a... Uh, Man, this is going to be so disappointing. Yeah, this isn't good. God damn it, Steve. 
Watch him roll a nat twenty. Lots, of, lots of really good faith in in super rolling ability here. <laughs> you know, it's 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 his track record is what it is. <laughs> Genuinely terrible. <laughs> yeah, I've not I've not done well in stealth. No, as stealth load. is not loads thing. You you've ruined many a plan. <laughs> Isn't stealth dex? Don't you have a decent dex score? Do you not have a decent dex? I just had bad luck. Hey, you got an eleven. So Twenty one. Hey, that's yeah. that. That's great, man. 21. And uh, you said you are not going to use the spell slot to turn him invisible? No, no, I'll hold on to it for right now. Um, sounds okay. like I might need to use it later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So you all sneak your way into the, the darkness. And as you're sneaking, um, you hear the same sounds that, that Smokey had heard. You heard... Um, you heard kind of the scraping of these spear-like creatures' arms along the ground uh, as as they combed the streets looking for uh, any movement. Uh, you heard the the howling of these void hounds as they they sniffed their way around the the streets. Um, and as you uh, kind of sneak from from street to street. Uh, you manage to get pretty far through the city. You, you get about three or four streets in um, before you kind of see the streets kind of narrow into to one funnel point. Uh, you see um, the the domed tower uh, kind of in the, the nearish distance, uh, a couple streets up. Um, but the only way that you can really find to get there from the debris around you, um, the um, the fires that have kind of taken over the city, is kind of through this marketplace. Um, and doesn't look like there's anything nearby. What do you guys do? There's definitely something nearby. Um, but Moore doesn't know that. Yeah, I think we just sneak our way through. It looks clear. We try to sneak our way through to get to the dome. I mean, I think that has to be the player's play. I mean, that's what we've been trying to do. All right. Um, Bar says he can go first since he's invisible to go okay. and check it out. I mean, I think we would still have Smokey circling above us. So we should see like an aerial of being like, oh, two streets over is a mob or something like that. I think he had some clouded vision, though. Go ahead and uh, have still uh, another um, perception check for Smokey. Smokey. To set the scene, um, you you are surrounded by um, buildings that are about two stories tall on average. Uh, you, you see a number of, of sloped roofs around you, um, and there looks to have been some form of festival from the looks of it uh strands of garland hang from uh rooftop to rooftop across these these narrow streets and despite the darkness uh from the the sky above the the ground level is fairly well lit there does appear to be torchlight uh that seems to be continuing to to burn for what must have been several days based off of the the description that droman has given uh, several of the buildings are on fire. Uh, they look to have been 
set from some of these torches either being knocked into them or just the devastation of the the buildings themselves as you can only imagine that these monsters have have chased after the citizens of this town and some were not as lucky uh so the the smell of of these burning buildings kind of fills your your nostrils as you you kind of push through um weirdly enough outside of the the sounds of the uh the monsters you don't hear anything you don't hear any crickets you don't hear any flies buzzing around it is unnervingly quiet outside of the occasional uh, guttural growl from these these creatures. Uh, what is the marching order as we we go through? I think Vlar was going to go check it out first on his own. Okay. Uh, while invisible still. Awesome. Uh, who's who's going up behind Vlar? Oh, I'll add Overwatch. Well, I thought okay. Var, I thought Var was just going to go on. Yeah, I think Var he's going completely so he's, alone. Okay. Yeah, he's a solo act right now. But I don't think he's leaving like our eyesight. Like we can still not see him because he's invisible. But like we still know of his whereabouts, like where he's headed to. Yeah, Var Var won't be going so far that he can't see everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Over here, like, but we can see him. <laughs> Let's make this clear. He arrives in Ravenbell. Where is everyone? <laughs> this is weird. Like, I had to get out of there, man. There was some crazy stuff going on. <laughs> then I will bring you to the the map. Uh, so to your your left, you see uh, a two story building with one of the uh, one of the walls kind of caved in. On the inside, you see uh, a fairly decently furnished house. Uh, nothing too ornate or lavish. Um, it looks fairly common, um, and it looks like it it was somebody's house. Uh, you don't see anybody inside. It's it's not the same situation as Droman, where there are people kind of frozen in place. Uh, to your right, you see a small inn. Uh, the inn um, looks like it, it had um, a roaring fire at one point, but now the the fireplace on the inside is just coals, and you can tell what is happening on the inside of this inn because it too is missing a wall next to you. Um, the the wall has kind of like fallen and is now kind of uh, at a diagonal angle, um, kind of blocking your your entrance into it. However, you can you can see inside. You can see uh, two citizens, uh, a man and a woman. Um, kind of crouched against the bar, frozen in place with the same kind of distant look that Droman had in his eyes before um, you had cleared the farm. Um, for go ahead and uh, move yourself up to, to where you're wanting to look and then make a perception check for me. Is this something only Voir can see, or can we all see, like, these dudes frozen? Yeah, you, you all can see the uh, okay. frozen people in the end. Because that would be Jean's first uh oh guess more will go up here and take a look around to see if he sees anything and if okay not, go ahead and roll a perception check for me this is a 13 you do see um actually you, you hear it before you see it a faint buzzing sound in the the distance and it starts to grow a little bit louder and a little bit louder and it stops and then it starts up again 
high-pitched buzz like a mosquito, and then it stops. But it doesn't seem to have, have noticed you, and uh, it just seems like it's moving through the the streets. Okay. Bar uses Mage Hand to sort of give an all-clear uh, signal to the, the rest of the group that they can come join him. Okay. Um, can I um, pull up my character sheet, make sure I have the cantrip that I want to use loaded? Um, can I uh, cast message and ask Voir, should we take these people with us? Like, should load scoop them up and then we're all going to go to the safe house together? Uh, Voir answers, yes, if you can do so quietly. Okay. Um, I communicate to load... Um, Hey, buddy, uh, do you see those people who are frozen over there crouched down? Do you think you could carry both of them with us? I think so. If something bad happens, you know, we could drop them and, and then we can fight and then pick them back up and run. But um, I, I think that uh, that it would be bad to just leave them. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. Should I roll a strength check or anything, Tyler? Yeah, go ahead and roll a, a strength check and then a stealth check. Not really. Why aren't we just killing these things? Killing what things? We're we're trying to get to a safe place first, and then we're gonna just let's kill them. There's no reason why we shouldn't just kill them. It cleared up the air last time. They went down super easy. We don't know how many there are, though. I mean, we just fought four of them, but we also had a safe house at that time too. I know. Safer than just being in the street. A twenty-one. Okay. And Holy shit! For self. Okay. Holy crap, dude. Twenty-seven. I was ready to have your back, but you you got it, man. You pick so, those people up like they're nothing, and then you hide them on your person, Ed Gain style. Um, that's a serial killer reference where he carved people's skins off and just wore them. Yeah, from Wisconsin. <laughs> All right. So with a seven, uh, with a seventeen. Uh, right, still with the past without trace, still have been within uh, the time. So with a 27, you quietly pick up these two um, individuals. You see one of them is a uh, human man, the other is a human woman. Um, and both you're able to pick up fairly easily with that, that strength check. Um, and you're able to do it silently. And it's a good thing that you're able to do it silently because as you pick them up, uh, you see kind of around the area around you uh, and Vor, you're, you're seeing this too. Um, you see a number of these phase surges uh, start to pop into view. Oh, guys, I have a plan. So as you, you slowly pick up these... Uh, these humans that are, are crouched behind this bar, you hear the buzzing get louder and then stop and then come from a different direction and stop. And the buzzing starts up again and stops. And you know that phase surges are, are just around the corner. Uh, so everybody to go ahead and roll initiative. There any way we could do something like, hey, we know that you know they're jawsing, done it, done it, done it. They're way closer to us. That we could do like a loud noise or illusion off to the distance to draw them off. 
You certainly can on your turn. Fair enough. I got a nat 20. I didn't know if like we could do it before our turn, like, but now we're in combat kind of thing. Well, we'll just uh, say that the initiative is just so that we know who's doing what. I mean, the the uh, surges haven't notified uh, noticed you yet, so um, you're you're not quite in combat per se, but you are in you are in initiative order. So if you you do a thing and it's your turn, then cool. That might get you away from it. Otherwise, you'll have some Sturges to fight. All right, I rolled a seven. Cool. Uh, So we got Tobar with a 25, Vor with a 22, Load with a 21, a whole mess of Sturges, then Load with a seven. Uh, So we'll go ahead and start with Tobar. Uh, You are up. Cool. Um... So you said they're around the corner? Um, yeah, so like right now, there. Load can can see them. I'll put Load right there. Load can see a couple of them, and War can see them. Uh, from your vantage point, uh, you are not able to see them. Okay. Um, the barrel that's in front of me, about five, six spaces, yep. can I get to the left of that? Um, yeah, I'll say you could squeeze through there. Cool. That's where I want to go. Okay. And then I want to hold my attack to see what the rest of the group is doing. Okay. Um, Then that brings us to Voir. You are up. Okay. Uh, I guess I will use a minor illusion Um, behind the Sturges over on the right. I'm trying to click. Uh, yeah, you hold down to... Okay. Thing. Yeah, so somewhere right, like, actually in this corner, a minor illusion of um, just, like, fireworks. Um, okay. Just to sort of see if I can get them to all turn and look at it. Okay, I'm going to roll a physical die to see what happens. All right. Um, Cool. And uh, anything else you're doing on your turn? Any movement or anything? Uh, I guess I will... I I guess I'll remain remain here, remain invisible. Okay, sounds good. Um, Load, your turn. Uh, You currently have two humans uh, that you're carrying. Uh, and you see the the phase surges near you. They haven't seen you, uh, but you are not invisible, and you are carrying two people, so you're not too hard of a target to miss if they they check again. Um, was I scared? By, was I scared by the fireworks? <laughs> That's up to you. Um, if if you want to uh, roll a, I guess wisdom saving throw, if if that's what you want to do. 13. Uh, what is your spell save DC for? 17. 17. Uh, I would say that, Lode, you are scared of the fireworks. They, they at least catch you off guard. How, how intensely they catch you off guard is, uh, is up to you and how you roleplay that. I think it's enough that I'm going to drop the, uh, drop the two people. Okay. And exclaim and probably bring my, more attention to myself than even already was there. 
Okay. Oh shit, guys. <laughs> what just happened? Alright. Um you definitely have gotten the attention of the, the surges. They they see the movement and uh are at least aware of your presence. Uh what do you uh what do you do? Oh, I'm still going to lock eyes on this dude here. Okay. And go into a rage. Yes, we're doing this. And I'm going to attack. And I couldn't be happier. Sounds good. Go for it. A nine hits, and you have taken out that surge. Boom. Boom. Uh, so you, you bring your axe down. You basically catch it off guard uh, before it has the chance to to really uh, react or respond to to you walking out of this bar with two humans um, kind of on you. You drop the humans, immediately go into a rage and run over and slam your axe down on this this flying bat mosquito uh, before it has the chance to to kind of phase out of the material plane. And you just leave a splatter uh, of bat mosquito guts on the ground. That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, anything else you're doing on your, your turn? Um, my eyes are going to catch. Well, can I roll, should I roll a perception check to see if I see this dude here? Um, I would say you, you could see it. Okay. Then I'm going to move to him. Okay. And with my second attack. Uh, you, you definitely hit. And uh, let's see, let me find the right one here. Uh, you also killed that one. Uh, that one explodes into a, uh, a visceral pool of wings and uh, proboscis just on the ground. I'm, I'm going to turn to this one. I know it's the end of my turn. I'm going to turn to this guy in the corner and say, I'm coming for you next. You fucking scared me with those fireworks. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I guess I'll take my action then because I see that we're doing this. Okay, go for it. Um, so is... Gosh, I wish I could click. Um, is this like a tent or is this like a box over here? Uh, like it's the, a tent. Um, can I fire through it? Yeah, you can fire through it. Okay, cool. It's it's empty underneath. There's a couple crates, but not enough to provide any form of cover. Okay, so first one. Peace. Nice. Nice. Uh, you definitely damaged this uh, this Sturge. Um, okay. It is... Sorry, I was trying to find um, sneak attack on that one. So there's sneak attack for you as well. Okay, the sneak attack puts it over the edge, and oh. uh, you are able to... To finish it off, uh, okay. the Sturge uh, also is killed off. Cool. And then my second attack will go for the one farther up. Oh, and that is Nat a crit. 20, dude. <laughs> Nicely Hell yeah. done. Freaking nailed it. I think. All right. Um, so, yeah, the that takes out that one as well. Um, you hear the the buzzing get a little bit softer. Which direction uh, is the, the dome? Uh, it is basically up on this map. Um, in in game, you're you're heading south. Um, like if if we were in in world, uh, we're basically looking at the map. If the bottom of the map is north, the top of the map is south. Uh, okay. So yeah, you're so basically heading up. Trying to go, yeah, up on the map. 
Yeah. Okay. That, all right. That's all I got for me. <laughs> and Tobar. Yeah. Right behind you, it's silent. And then in an instant, you hear a loud buzzing right behind you as one of the Sturges um, appears right next to you um, and attempts to uh, attack. Okay. Uh, that yeah. is a 19 to hit. Wow. Um, yeah. That's a very nice uh, modifier it has. <laughs> Plus 10. <laughs> uh, four damage. Um, and then they disappear. Tobar and the Sturge disappear. Oh, Tobar's gone too? Yes. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, that Whoa. brings us to Jean's turn. Oh, man. Jean's tripping. Okay. <laughs> do I see, do I see any of the Sturges around me? Uh, you do not. You hear some buzzing, um, up on the map, uh, but you don't see any Sturges. Well, I'm going to run up. Uh, I don't even know what else I can do. Um, load. I'm going to give you haste. Um, um, uh, and I'll go ahead and I'll cast haste on load uh, because he's going to be our best chance of getting out of here right now. Okay. Cool. Any uh, other things you're doing this this turn? Um, I don't think I can see Voir, or can I see Voir? Uh, you cannot see Voir. Voir is still invisible. Yep, can't see Voir, can't see Tobar. So yeah, I guess that's that's my uh, my turn. Um, I don't love that turn, but that's my turn. <laughs> All right, uh, that brings us to Tobar. Tobar, uh, you see the barrel in front of you disappear and everything goes black for a moment and it's as if you blink your eyes and suddenly everything else is different around you uh, almost as if you're looking at the world through inverted colors the barrel is still in front of you but uh, instead of being um, shrouded in, in torchlight and, and darkness and shadow all of the shadows seem to be a bright white and the sky is a bright white no longer the darkness that you saw before uh the phase sturge is is latched onto you its proboscis is is deep within your side uh, and you can feel it still just latched onto you but you are no longer on the material plane you no longer feel like you are home what do you do So, changing weapons, how does that work? Like, if I was to go from a bow to, I have a short sword, how would I... Is that an action, or is that, like, bonus action? Um, I don't know the rules as written, and just to keep things moving, I will say it's a bonus action. So with my bonus action, I would like to pretty much just grab my sword, short sword... Um, still clinging on to my axe and kind of just dig it behind me into okay. whoever is behind me. Okay, so you're going to attack the phase sturge that, that yeah. has you grappled. All right. With a nat one. Gosh, no, man. 
So as you, you kind of 20. blindly. So, so, so hold up. I do have a feat um, that lets hold up. God, look at my feet now. It's like lucky or something that yeah. I reroll ones. Exactly. Um, but I have to use it as a reaction. Do I, do I sense that he rolled a one? <laughs> can I, can I save him? And is it with he's so he's got to be within 30 feet. He and is, if you, he's on another plane, man. All right. You're, you're in trouble, buddy. I'm sorry. No worries. Um, so with the net one, that's fine. Um, I do get two actions per attack. So okay. with that, my second one will be a five. <laughs> uh, so 14. Uh, let me double check here. Uh, 14 just hits. Uh, so go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Um, damage. Six. 11. Uh, 11. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, you... Uh, you manage to take your short sword and uh, the the first swing kind of goes wide. You're just kind of flailing widely behind you as, as the uh, the phase surge kind of gracefully glides off to the side. Uh, but you kind of pick up its its sense of movement and use your short sword to go the other way and stab right into it, uh, basically slicing off the proboscis and it flops down onto the ground uh, and, and bleeds out. Um, and... You kind of wait a second. Mm, no change. Figured as much. Cool. No change. Uh, like he's still gone. He didn't poof yeah. back. Uh, we're gonna go over to Vor. Uh, okay. So, I guess Vor. So Vor will yell at load. You know, pick him back up and. And keep heading heading up this direction. Then Var will. Oop. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead and make a perception check for me. Okay. Uh, you you look ahead and you see an abandoned cart and what looks to be a uh, a horse that had been um, kind of torn to pieces uh, out in front of it. Um, and outside of that, you you're focused on this this horse, and you you uh, can't really pick up on anything else. Yeah, uh, I'll cast uh, mage armor on myself, and in my turn. Okay, sounds good. Uh, load, you are up. So I'm gonna swing by here. Okay. And pick up the people I dropped. Okay. And then what is I'm what is I'm looking at up here exactly up by by four. Uh so up ahead of you there's a a couple of hanging lanterns on these uh kind of garlands that are strung across the the street. Um there's the the garlands have flags that are kind of lazily floating in the wind uh or flapping in the wind and you see the the side of the cart that uh, I had just described to to War. Um, up ahead, the the whole street looks quiet, though. Okay. Well, then I will use the rest of my movement to come up. Because I'm. You're hasty. I have haste. If you use the sprint action, 
Right, because you're not doing another. Well, I guess picking it up, maybe that counts as an action. I, I guess this will be the time that maybe Sean uh, shouts out, just so we don't get too far away. But like, wh what about Tobar? What about Tobar? We we won't leave him, but we need to get out of the streets. Where's Smokey in all this? Uh, Smokey was uh, kind of flying around uh, at the the base of the street and is basically right over your head right now. Okay. So he didn't poof away. No, um, because only Tobar was attacked. Yeah, I, I'm not running away. Um, I'm trying to see what I can do to help. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I also don't know what. Um, I guess I didn't know that I was going to be only sprinting, Tom, because I didn't know if I was going to be ambushed or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, I also think if picking up a person might count as an action anyway. Yeah. Yeah, with that, then I come out of my rage. Okay. Um, and then that's the end of my turn. Cool. Um, so as you are kind of coming out of that rage and catching up to Vor, um, you hear everything goes silent. Uh, the buzzing that you heard in the distance fades, and then it appears right in front of you. Uh, a face surge pops just uh, 10 feet ahead of you and kind of floats lazily right there. Um, and Voir, as you're, you're seeing that uh, face surge pop into to place, um, you hear buzzing get very loud as one comes up the alley, just buzzing right next to your head. Uh, and the, those face surges kind of hang out there. Uh, this this one that moves up close to you for uh, has seen load. Both have, have seen load. Neither of them know that you you are there. Um, so you you uh, are still invisible to them. But um, two more face mm -hmm. surges pop out there, and that will bring us to Jean. Okay. I'm gonna run up 25 feet. Okay. Um, I'm going to draw um, Myth Carver and uh, uh, slash at this guy here in front of me. Okay. Rolled a 15. So a total of 20. And then three damage. Three yeah, it does. We that. might need to revisit that because that seems really low. Okay, yeah, that is weird. <laughs> Three does Man. seem very low for a uh, a sword of that caliber. Um, Maybe it's more of an indictment of the person holding the sword. <laughs> In this case, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the face surge. You're able to clip off one of the wings, and it falls to the ground. Uh, it's still alive, but it doesn't look to be able to fly it anymore. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll throw a uh, bonus action to Voir. Yeah, Voir's the next one I can see. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Can I see Voir yet? Uh, nope, Voir's still invisible. All right, buddy. Um, then, yeah, I guess Lo's going to keep getting the love. Uh, I'm going to throw you a, uh, a bonus action for a uh, Bardic Inspiration here. And that's my all right. turn. I'm all done. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so on Tobar's turn, um, 
it is a good thing that you are no longer attached to this phase surge. Uh, one thing I have yet to mention because it has not come up yet. For every new round that begins that has a uh, a phase surge attached to you, you take ten damage um, oh. as it kind of continues to drain your your life as it's attached. Oh, to it's you. fine. We haven't yeah. come come across that yet, but uh, <laughs> I feel like there's been enough surprises with these these things so far that I I don't want to just continue. Like it yeah. feels like I'm pulling out new things every time. Um. You still find yourself in this ethereal space. Uh, all of the colors are inverted. Uh, you still can't uh, really see your your friends uh, ahead of you. Uh, the last you had heard was um, loads starting to to run up the street uh, right after you. Um, so, what are you uh, what are you doing in, in the, uh, the so ethereal? So where I recently saw. Um, probably so on the map. Where did I last see like, um, John and Lodet? So you saw John about here, okay, and Lod starting to rush uh, about here because it happened around the same time that okay you were being attacked. Then uh, if so that's you saw the case, Lode rush right here. So I'd like to use the dash action to get to about right here ish. Okay, we'll say you're, you're right here. Yeah, and then a bonus action, I'd like to kind of just take out, like, I'll, I'll actually use the um, the sword and just, like, right help me in the sand. Okay. And, I mean, just kind of look around and be like, the, f- the hell am I going to do? Okay. Uh, can I have the other three of you roll a perception check for me? Like to roll with advantage because I am looking for my boy. <laughs> so we got a seven, a fourteen, and a fourteen. Uh, oh, wow. So Vor and Jean, um, you are, are looking around um, as as this phase surge kind of lands on its side, wingless. Uh, you turn back to see where where Tobar is, and you see something being like you see some of the dirt being moved. You can't make out what it's saying, uh, but you see as if somebody had a stick and was drawing in it. But there's no one there. You see the dirt kind of being pushed aside, um, and you're you're not able to make out what it says. Uh, with that, it is War's turn. Uh, Roar will go over to where that looks like the writing is coming out. Okay. Is that... Yeah, you won't take an attack of opportunity because that thing doesn't even know you're there. So that's right here. Uh, and you can easily look down and see that it says the words help me on it. Um, Var's relatively high intelligence. Does he know that these things are phasing in and out of ethereal or some planar? I, I'd assume so, yeah. Can you figure that out? Um, all right, yeah, and this isn't even the, the first creature being that you've seen that has this behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, the swamps back in Wildforge, um, uh, a few months ago in, in game. 
uh, you encountered a spider that had a oh. uh, very similar feature. Okay. Um, will will try to write, I guess, using, I don't know, magic. Um, in the dirt next to it, grab Sturge to come back. Okay. Like in in response yeah. to the uh, yeah, and hopefully he'll be able to see that. Yeah, sounds good. That brings us to load. Well, with my paltry perception, I'm going to notice these tea bags in front of me. Well, I'm going to go to the one right in front of me first. Okay. So I will drop the uh, drop the people on my off my shoulders and come up here, and I will not go into a rage. Because I just don't think I need to. Okay. Um, but I still have haste. Right. And I'll have a swing with my great axe. <laughs> 28 definitely does it. 17 uh, damage. 28 definitely hits. Uh, 17 damage. Um, you splatter this, this sturge. Uh, it comes around the corner towards you and you place an axe in it and basically bisect it into the wall. And so the, the wall is just splattered with with goo from inside this face sturge. Uh, and it uh, is dead. That's disgusting. I imagine I'm covered in blood at this point. Uh, yeah, you're not looking great. Um, it's, it's not a pretty sight. But health wise, I'm doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I'm going to rush over to this one as well. I think I'll tell Load to stop, and I'll, I'll say scare it away. But uh, I'll say I'll say don't kill it, don't kill it, because I imagine that I heard what Var was trying to do, right? Because I don't I don't know if Jean would be smart enough to know. Um, Var, I don't think said it out loud. He yeah, wrote it in, he wrote it in the sand. I don't know if Warf said it out loud. I don't, I don't, and I don't know if you could read the message. Okay. Yeah, then, you weren't able to read the original Help Me. Then I don't think Jean would know, so load swing away. Yep, I'm going to swing away. God! Uh, an 11 does not hit. <laughs> hand axe? I didn't also, mean to yeah. hand axe. Um, so I guess that's what I used. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but I'm hasting, which means I have one more attack. You have two more attacks because you get one more action, right? Is that how that works? I can't remember now. It's been a minute since we've used it. I think haste. you're right. We'll just yeah. roll with that. Okay. You just have one in each hand. You have a great axe in one hand and a hand axe in the other. And you're just... Dude? <laughs> Why are you targeting me? So, also, 11 not going to hit, right? Yeah, 11 also, does not hit. Off rolling twos. Okay, so I have one more attack. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Are you kidding <laughs> A third two. That's crazy. <laughs> Three in a row. Wow. What are the statistics okay. on that? Two crew. One in 400? No. <laughs> One in 8,000? Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, you Jesus. are just blindly, not raging, just blindly swinging. The, the sad part is this face surge is lying on its side without a wing. There, it isn't moving. It isn't like deftly dodging. You're just like 
hitting the ground next to it, unable to to make contact with this sturge. Wait, no. I have I have bardic inspiration. Okay, let's so I would roll that. Yeah. See another two. So one d eight. An eight. Nice. All right. A nineteen will hit. Uh, go ahead and how do you want to do this? My God. I'm just gonna cut them in half like all the other ones. Okay. I don't see these any particularly like meaningful enemies. I'm just a little pissed at this one. Yeah. That I just uh, like so yeah, embarrass you, uh, myself. After striking the ground a couple times, your axe finally finds purchase in the side of this phase surge, and the uh, the spray from it is enough to also coat John, who's standing right next to you, uh, in some of the the viscera, and. Uh, yeah, the the face sturges are finished. I'm looking like Carrie in the in the opening bathroom scene, right? <laughs> Basically, it's it's looking pretty ugly. Congrats, TIV. Just so we know, the probability of what Steve just did is point zero 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 six two five. It's this. <laughs> well done, Steve. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the the street returns back to a, a quiet, um, eerily quiet setting. Uh, you no longer hear buzzing in the distance. You don't hear crickets. You don't hear anything. It is silent. And then you see Tobar appear right next to Vor and essentially land on Vor's shoulders. Um, knocking the two of you over. Um, and Tobar, you pop out of the ethereal plane once all the, the face surges are finished. I look at Vor and go, I could kiss you. I don't know what you just did, but thank you. Thank you. You yes, saved my life. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Um, and you guys continue forward. Um, you're you're just a few streets away from this this domed building, um, and it's it's silent. Um, as you get closer, um, you see a large dome supported by uh, a large circular dome supported by several columns. Uh, these columns sit in front of a very ornate iron door, uh, and the building itself is in much better condition than anything else around it. Um, for from a, a meta perspective, um, this is very similar to the same building that the old man had been uh, looking for in the previous intros. Um, so for for those, this might be their their first episode listening. Uh, the last four or five episodes have started with the story of a uh, old man who is wandering the streets, battling very similar monsters to to what the party has fought tonight, um, and came upon a domed building and entered in the side door, and that was the last we had seen of of him. Um, the building that stands in front of you is is very similar to what would be in that intro. Um, you see 
two ornate statues on either side of this iron door. Both of them are of the same individual uh, in slightly different poses. One of them is a what looks to be kind of a, a roughshod um, individual, um, kind of commoner clothes, but where, uh, a sword at his side kind of lazily uh, resting on the, the ground, all made out of stone, and he looks up towards the uh, the heavens. The other statue is the same individual, same chiseled jaw, uh, with the sword held high, uh, held ready, um, as if ready for battle. Um, and you see uh, above the iron door, the arched iron door, you see the uh, the word Ealdir, I A L D I R, um, and the the door is closed. Uh, there doesn't look to be anybody else nearby. Uh, and like I said, the, the buzzing has stopped. Uh, what do you all do? Does anybody have a rag? Or a towel? I tell, I, I tell Load it looks good on him. I was like, it actually looks good on you. Yeah, but like, it's hard to breathe through it. And it keeps tripping in my mouth. You see just a glop onto the ground. Uh, load. Yeah, I've got a towel. Uh, clean yourself up a little bit. See if you, and then see if you can open that door. I, I help by using mage hand and just kind of pick some of the globs off of them. Okay. So I, I clean myself off well enough. Okay. Um, and are you going over towards the the door? Yes. Okay. Uh, as you approach the door, you see, um. Nailed onto the door. Uh, you don't need a, a perception check for this because it's it's pretty visible. You see nailed onto the door a piece of paper. Guys, there's a piece of paper. What does it say, Load? Bad question. <laughs> <laughs> Bad you. I mean, to be fair, Tyler didn't say if it said anything. He just said there's a piece of paper on it. That's why it was a bad question, Mike. <laughs> And castle competition. Uh, who's who's looking at the paper? Who's picking up the paper? I'll do it. Okay. Uh, so, Tobar, you walk up and pick up this paper. It's a little bit high for you. Uh, being short in stature, you're able to, to grab it. But um, you look at it, and it shows uh, the silhouette of four individuals, two of them shorter, two of them taller. Uh, standing in front of an ornate iron door um, next to a large domed building. Um, and it's drawn using charcoal. And it's very similar to some drawings you've seen in the past. It's and a family portrait. What's his you turn You turn the uh, paper over, and it says... Your futures are in jeopardy. Signed, a friend. Not a mystery. There's only one person who draws our future. <laughs> I'm like, in charcoal Dude. drawings? Oh. And that's where we'll end our session. <laughs> Guys, I don't get it. <laughs>